Okay, welcome to another episode of the Token Circles podcast. So, yes, it's the day today. Happy International Women's Day. Um, every woman has had their own their own struggles in different societies. They are generally going through their own. There's the part of okay, the shackles of society and usually the limitations that society puts on women or just because you're a woman and on this episode of the podcast we figured that we should shed more light when it comes to the financial woman or the financial aspects of being a woman this is the kickoff of the of the series so it's a four-part series we have gathered women from all walks of life and um we believe that generally every woman is a product of a community. So this is something that we would like to emphasize going forward with the podcast and with the series, especially to, to experience and to express ourselves as a product of that community. So today's episode, say, um, I'm not going to shout happy International Women's Day and then I would introduce more my guests happy international women's day everyone so today we have um nimor so nimor is um i actually met her like a year or two ago about a year ago and she's very versatile like when i mean versatile she's a spoken word artist um, a gospel spoken word artist to be more um, to be more um, clear and she's worked in media she's I I've, I think I've, I've listened to her speak during a panel it was a media it was a general conversation like panel and it was I think hearing her speak I was just like wow so someone has this much knowledge and is able to put it together in one piece and make it so beautiful and everything so um without further ado please uh Nemo say hi hi yes uh thank you for <laughs> thank you for joining us and um now to the next guest um anita what can i say about anita anita is so many things rolled into one I've known her for the better part of, shall I say, dare I say, seven years. That makes me sound so old. But um, she, I think she's one person that I've seen evolve for different reasons and for like from one position to another. And I, I don't know, like whenever I hear her story or like see her do things, I'm always wild for so many reasons. And and it's I think it's quite exciting for me because knowing that I've known her for seven years, I I I tend to ask myself if I could ever be that person. And it's not even just because of that; it's because she's someone that gives life, like she gives it all. Beyond all of this, she is someone. She's a teacher, and it's not. There's the teacher of like, oh, every day, oh, yes, I go to school and I teach. But she's someone who's very passionate about teaching children and um, 
creating the right environment for the futures for the future of the world yes that's i think that's the right word so um thank you very much anita for joining us anita are you there hello good evening it's my pleasure good evening yes thank you for joining us as well now I feel like I I really feel like this is part where I really want to put like the drop rules, but I, it really hurts me that I can't do that here, and I have to be really serious and do all of the serious things here. But anyway, um, now this next lady is from Namibia. I've never met her in person, but she she embodies so many things. She is a student right now, and she's a graphic designer. She is she's so many things i think she tried her, her hand at podcasting but then at some point she just said it that it maybe was not really the right fit for her so she left it for those of us who wanted to do it or keep on the faith so um, she's but she's one of the one of the the women in my life right now that I feel in one way or the other inspire me so um thank you virtue for joining us it's been really, really nice knowing you as long as I've known you over the last year or two. And um, yeah, thank you. So, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on Talking in Circle. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So, um, going forward, uh, today is International Women's Day. So, I feel like one, one, question i want to ask everyone is what did you do to celebrate yourself today i like i know what i did to celebrate myself but like i i'm i'm i really would love to hear what you've done to celebrate yourself i mean another year of international women's day is not beans uh anita hello for me hi how are you today I'm fine. You're avoiding the question. Go straight to the question, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Today, I did what I'm used to doing, teaching. and Today was my usual, was like a usual day. I did my normal routine of teaching students and just doing the thing I find fulfillment in doing. But the other thing I did just to find out if I'm still a woman was take photos to see what I look like after the it's, whole you're not sorry if you're still a woman <laughs> you know you know. know exactly when you have to give out sometimes you don't remember yourself many of us women especially independent women we always give our best to work to people and all of those we forget to give to ourselves so i decided to take photos to see if i am still a woman and it turned out that my picture still said i am a woman <laughs> uh, that was it so basically that that sounds pretty exciting somehow i don't know why it, why it sounds exciting in my head but it does it does I, I think next time i feel like i'm not really sure if i'm a woman i would try taking pictures like you would actually do the same trick that he did with you um okay so Vertor, um tell me tell me how's your day i mean apart, be, between the race of me telling you i wanted to do this uh just tell me yeah. what, what did you do um so for me personally i didn't know it was women's day until i like started watching stories on instagram and 
you know, on WhatsApp. So I was like, wait, what? Is Women's Day not celebrated on another day? But then, yeah, um, I I really didn't do much. I mean, I decided to do my makeup today for fun, you know, going to campus and stuff. And I really also just took the time to like reflect and, you know, think about all the women that are in my life and how much I appreciate them so much and the impact that they have on my life and also just really appreciating myself because I hardly do that. So it's like also looking at yourself in the mirror and just like, you know, saying thank you. I appreciate you. Um, uh, um, you do a lot for me and, you know, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be alive. So, yeah, I think also just taking the time to reflect and and appreciating yourself is really important on this day. It is actually, especially in this in the 21st century, where it just seems like there's a lot. It's not just in 21st century, but over the last few years, it just seems like there's a lot of noise, and sometimes it's difficult. It becomes difficult to actually hear yourself and see yourself yeah. in in the pool or the crowd or whatever. It's, it's just so loud. So yes, I totally understand where that comes from. Okay, so for me, what did I do? I didn't really do anything particularly. I think I, I did the race of telling myself that, hello, I'm going to, I'm about to do something really crazy because I had no idea. I was, I, I said, yesterday I had no idea I was going to do this, but I was really excited. Maybe the idea dropped in my mind. And especially when I started hearing feedback, I saw, yes, people were going to do this. And I was like, oh, yes, 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 let's do this. So, yeah, um, I think that was just majorly, that was my entire day. And as the day, yeah, just after my last meeting from work, I decided to get a plate of ice cream and pizza to just tell myself, yes babe you keep you've been doing it you keep doing it and you're a queen so yeah um that's just basically me um but beyond all of that um i understand money means different things for different people for me money has evolved like over the last five years my intentions and my concerns about money have changed so for me about three years four years ago i think my concerns with money were like oh, okay i was in school then so i was really focused on making sure that that my pocket money stayed with me through the end of the month and now i think i'm very focused about my salary tidying me through the month and probably like doing one or two dips into savings or investments so I was really curious to know how how do you feel about money and and I'm, this question goes to everyone but like specifically let's go to Nemo. I want to know what do you think about money and I know yes the Bible says money is the root of all evil blah, 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 but like beyond I wouldn't say beyond that but. Um, aside from that, what what do you think money means to you? Okay, um, that's kind of like a very tricky question. But let me start by just correcting you a bit. The Bible says the love of money, so it's not money itself that is the root of all evil. Thank you, thank you. I hope to skip that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So um then what money means to me? Hmm. Well money is to me money money can be tangible, it can be intangible. So I have physical cash put in hand or in the bank tied up in, in investments and all of that opportunities I see can be money to me I can see an opportunity and see how much I can get from it and I'm already planning with that money that's how far money is to me um, for me basically it's just what it is to everybody legal tender the means of exchange um it's a means of gratifying my needs and desires and then i see it in opportunities beyond just it being cash in opportunities that surround me whatever i can monetize um is money to me basically hmm. i feel like you just gave me like a scholarly view of what money should mean like a scholarly and philosophical view. Miss Anita, let me know. What do you think about money? I know yeah, money actually. needs different needs, but I would like to know what's what if you were to say okay, how you relate with money, what money how money impacts your life. Um, let me start by saying that money is um, is different things to different people and the amount of money is what actually makes it worth it how do I mean the bible says money answers everything it didn't say some things it didn't say one thing of course 10 naira is money of course a thousand naira is money but the amount that will make it worth it is something really substantial if you agree with me so now i would say money is that thing that um tender legal tender like they use it that thing that would give you what you basically need to get past in life Without money, everyone would be nowhere. So money basically is whatever you would use to purchase what you need to get past in life. Either um, the amount will now determine how comfortable, how fulfilled, how influential you'll become. So money answers everything would now be um, better put the amount of money you acquire, the um, how much it is would determine how comfortable and how fulfilled you are in life. So I don't know if I've come from another point of view other than the scholarly point for me. Uh, I think you, you, you give me like a businesswoman view, <laughs> which is why I said I feel like you, you've invested a lot. Um <laughs> No, I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm being serious here. And like I totally understand. I I, I feel like everyone I, I kind of agree with you because 
I feel like money means different things to different people. Um, I, I think I'm also curious to know what Bertia has has in mind. Not just like now. I think now I want to. I would like to know as regards our relationship with money. I I don't. I feel like you're going to tell me the same thing as to like oh what more money is but no let's let's do relationship with money i want to i, I would like to hear your thoughts right here hmm. um so so you know they say uh, money doesn't buy happiness but then i always say <laughs> give me all the money so i can test that theory out for myself <laughs> but like um <laughs> on a serious note i feel like money is a privilege like having money is a privilege because not everyone has a way of like getting money or you know like have or not, not everyone has streams of income and whatnot so like really having something one really needs to be grateful for that um i feel like i'm still learning every day what my relationship with money is like because sometimes i feel like when i have money i need to spoil myself instead of thinking about things that i truly need that will help uh yeah, I was just saying like money is money is privilege, so I'm still learning every day like what money means to me or what I what what I would want to do with money. So it's like I'm still figuring out figuring it out. It's a lot. That's that that in itself is a whole lot. And I think I think I think that's an honest response. Very honest. Because um like I said I feel like money has evolved like what I use money for and the responsibilities have evolved. I think two or three years ago I I, I would never have considered oh, okay paying for like house bills or things like that. But that is my present day life. So I totally understand what you mean by oh um you're still trying to figure it out. I think generally everyone is course there might be exceptions or people like who are extreme billionaires and all of that and even sometimes i feel like that because if someone were to look at to look at the russia ukraine crisis now and you wait in i mean stocks in company um companies from russia or companies that are based in russia the stocks plummeted like like it just almost disappeared and one would wonder a country as powerful as russia for it to have lost um so much influence within like a month less than a month sir. and there's nothing like it just makes it quite clear that money and the idea of money is is only it can only be what you think it to be so, but um, beyond all of that, I think for me, okay. So this this episode is titled "Financial Woman Apoco Apoco." So it's it's Spanish for "Little by Little." So one of the reasons I I, I consider this title was because I felt like being a financial woman is a journey and it's in it's a step by step process. So. I think one thing I'm also curious to, to hear about is what kind of, what's, what's the funniest mistake you've made with money? Anita, 
I feel like you're the best person. I feel like you're going to tell me, like, please. For me, I really like, don't know please. why <laughs> you're hitting on me like I'm some multimillionaire or something. Uh, well, you know, um, this is financial talk, so I would like to sound like a business person. There is no time where we won't make mistakes with money as long as we intend to multiply money. So it's actually bound to happen. It's inevitable. Um, the, what's that question again? Your funniest mistake with um, money. Like, what's that, what's that mistake you made with money? Yeah, like, funniest. Even, like, yeah. you woke up next morning and you're like, why, why did I even do that? Like, how is it even possible I made that mistake? I want to hear it. Okay, you know, um, all of these judgments are actually subjective. What I would call silliest mistake would be somebody's um, best trial at multiplying money because, of course, when you make mistakes with money, it means you either spent foolishly or you invested um, with the highest risk um at stake so don't give me a safe answer don't give me a safe answer (laughs) tell me the truth Uh, i know you i know you well oh geez (laughs) oh now you see what i was saying from the start for me sounding like she's known every dealings i've had with money okay let's be realistic here of course we've heard of all of this investing for um sources um forex trading and all of those well, there are Ponzi schemes that were Forex, both the ones that are genuine and the ones that were in not genuine. Um, the reason why I would admit that it was my funniest mistake is because um, in Nigeria, we know how people could be. Even if you're buying something that is very, very um, expensive, it's likely to be the fake item because Nigerians are who we are, you know? We are never always straightforward so i invested I the whole you. of my savings sorry I, <laughs> I said you see you see what i'm saying i said nigerians are who we are i didn't specifically say all nigerians yes you see in my years it felt like you were, it was if you were saying something bad about <laughs> well nigerians are who we are we know who we are we are always we are not always straightforward i didn't say we are always not straightforward we're not always straightforward madam try to decipher the difference <laughs> okay um investing in forex as forex has been as long as i have heard of it 2006 2007 so for the very obtuse time i decided to try it try it it's okay everybody has been doing it they've been getting gains so i had saved up all I had for the year that was 2020 2021 and then I decided to invest and I was promised heaven and earth I would get um, some 30% discount promo and all of those things well it was heartrending however I just realized that some of these things are not for some of us so investing all of your savings to me is not the best especially in something you cannot basically um, or you cannot vouch for 100%. I learned from that 
moment that you diversify when you invest when you're not sure of what the investment um market is like you do not put everything you have into it you would rather try other means and then see which one works for you so having to invest all my savings for the year in a particular forex trading company was the worst mistake i had with money so for me i believe you know me well enough to ascertain whether that is true or incorrect <laughs> that's i agree i know the story <laughs> okay so yes okay so being that nimor is nimor let's try let's not do this oh mistakes she's made let's let's talk about the lessons she's learned <laughs> i don't understand anymore being anymore you are a boss i know you i know you <laughs> let's you. <laughs> you'll be shocked mistakes i've made not once not twice multiple times um the lessons i've learned i think i learned this one very recently and i'm so sorry if it's i don't know the people that are on this call so i i don't know their affiliation to faith but i'm a person of faith and everything i do has god at its core so recently i've learned that i can try you but except the lord I got into a situation that I became so broke. You know, anyone that knows me knows that I earn a salary. I have free accommodation. I don't pay for my food. So it is it doesn't make sense when I open my mouth to say I'm broke. Nobody believes me. Like what are you doing with your money? And I got into a tight corner that I I was trying to I was looking for who to borrow me. I was borrowing money left, right, and center. There was this project I wanted to do. It just came at a time where I had nothing. And truthfully, the people I put my trust in, nothing. It didn't. Nothing came out from there, and. I just threw my hands in the air, like what would you be? And I learned to depend on God for sustenance. And it was when I received peace over everything that I needed money for. That was when money came. So that's the number one lesson I've learned. I'll do my best as a person, but at the end of the day, God has the final say and He's still in charge of finances. But then being practical about lessons learned. I've learned that I should never go into any business that I have not done my research on. And not just surface value research, like in-depth research. Talk to people that have done it before. People that don't go and ask your friend that is into the business that if if you go through her, she gains something. Because she will tell you, ah, this business is good. You know, I'll just bring two to bring two. At the end of the day, she would tell you what you need to hear 
so she can get some benefit talk to people that are totally random that have engaged in any form of business or any form of investment that you're planning to go into i think i learned that one the hard way you know i also learned not to be so trusting like um anita said to diversify don't put all your eggs in one basket i made the mistake of doing that during the lockdown because i was at home and my salary piled up and i felt wow if i put all of this in this investment by the time i'm getting the roi i'm a rich girl and i lost everything every single thing so don't put all your savings your investments don't make all in one place And finally, I've learned to prioritize and to pay attention to my expenses. There's a tendency to spend lavishly when you think you have it. You know, not paying attention. Just, it's 2K now, Papa. My account is boiling. Just get things like that. It might seem little, but that's the fastest way to lose money. I've learned to pay attention to my expenses. If it's not a need, if it's a want, I split my money into like, okay, I have a section that is for gifts. Gifts that's, oh, somebody gave birth. I need to get them something. Okay. I know that I'm not exceeding a particular amount in a month. Transportation, personal needs, savings, savings slash investment. So whatever I'm doing, it's in my head. Oh, now I want to splurge. Like I want to take care of myself. I want to, you know, forget home training and just, you know, spend. It must not exceed the budget that I have put for myself for that month concerning just having fun, you know. So that has helped me a lot. Pay attention to my expenses. So I guess, yeah, that's it basically for me. Hmm. That's, that's it. Are you considering writing a book on money mistakes or lessons? <laughs> oh my God, sir. <laughs> oh my God. I can totally imagine. I feel like so many of your, so many of the lessons you've learned are things that I can totally relate to. For instance, in I think when I was when I was still in uni, so what I used to do then was I would break, I would write my budget before I get my allowance. I would write my budget down to my transportation, my tithes, my offering, everything. I would keep it together because at that time I think, yeah, so I was very, very, very judicious about it. So, but the irony was now when I started earning a salary. And I would just completely forget. Like I would, after paying my tithe and offering, I would just feel like, oh yes, there's much more money than we had planned. Let's 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 plunge. And before the mid, like okay, the first few months, I was really skeptical. I think I was I was very aware of how I was spending money. But I think the second or third month of earning a salary, I just felt what is all this? Why can't I just enjoy my baby girl life? Like, hello. How many is me? It's not just me that is here. What kind of life am I living? 
and I just I felt like I felt the need to splurge. And people of God, it was not a nice experience for me. Let's just say that if I'd saved during that period, by now I should at least be able to buy a land. Well, we are where we are, and we keep moving. So, but um, hearing all of that, I think I, I'm I'm curious to know um what virtues has virtue has or what she's gone through i feel like you're in a different country we've given like oh nigerian aspect and anita has said oh that if you, that nigerians we are who we are but let's hear what's the Nam- namibian story well i feel like you guys have had like really like had experience with money and I feel like I haven't experienced that much yet. Um, but I have made a few mistakes. Like there was this one time I was really obsessed with this online game. And you know when you're playing these online games, um, in order to get the best features and whatnot, you have to pay a certain amount of money. So um, I would put my credit card details into these games. And later on, I realized that all the massive bank charges I had were because of these games that I was playing online. So I think also spending money online can also be a risk because you can't trust all these, you know, these funny websites and not all games can be trusted as well. So um, I really had to learn because I also had to like inquire at the bank, you know, and find out why are the bank charges so high? And they're like, no, it's because of all these online purchases that you've been doing or whatever. So, um, I really had to learn from that. So I really don't play games that much anymore because the way I would uh, um, just put in my credit card details with no hesitations or whatever was really crazy to me. So I just also learned like, why, how is this game benefiting me? Like, why must I spend all my money on a stupid game or whatever? So that is one of my biggest mistakes. I also tried the whole Forex thing. Uh, I invested money, but then, I never got to withdraw it or whatever, so it was a scam as well. So, um, and also other mistakes like you know, like when your friends ask you out, ask you to go out for drinks or go out to dinner or whatever, and you know you you don't want to feel left out. So, the money that you saved or the money that you prioritized for something else, um, I would normally take that money and use it just to, you know, impress my friends or whatever. So. I also learned from that it's like it's okay to say like no um my finances are not you know my finances are not allowing me to go have fun with you guys right now my money is prioritized for something else so i'll join you guys whenever i can but go have fun without me it's fine so really what nima said about prioritizing money that's very important so yeah that's like my experience or whatever or my intake (laughs) Basically, you're telling me that you actually learned how to say no. I really need to learn that. I have a problem saying no. A very serious problem. And that is the hardest it, thing ever said no. <laughs> it's really hard. And especially when, okay, like, especially for those of us who, quote and unquote, earn a salary. Not everyone gets to ask you, okay, how much are you earning? How much are you, are you saving? How much are you investing? 
they just feel like oh okay you earned something so you should be able to ball one or two times in a month and it's always very funny when you when you go to a restaurant or you go to a park or wherever you're going to to hang out with your friends and someone just expects that you should pay people i was sitting in my house and then you said let's hang out and then i stood up and i came to you to meet you and then you just expect that i will pay why wait he didn't tell me this in advance the fact that you're asking me out it's me like i'm assuming that you got me covered or whatever <laughs> so it's really exactly funny. like for real you 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 had it in your mind that we should hang up i feel like it is fair like of course there are times when we could level it up and be like oh, okay we're, we're going dutch or something but for for you to have thought of it i feel like you should be able to afford it i mean like for real you should be able to afford it but that's just me being 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 um funny and all of that i totally understand where that comes from i think yeah. i think my first year of earning especially because i started earning during i started earning the salary just covid before uh, yeah during covid i think first year of covid and i think the year before i'd been freelancing but i i didn't have like a steady source of income so it was like oh okay stream different like jobs once a project closes i'll get funds or like payment for the, the project and things like that so it was a bit erratic oh yeah this time this month i could i could experience like a really bad shortfall sometimes it could be really big oh oh yes i, I feel like i'm floating so i think one thing when when i when i started earning a salary my 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 second eldest brother told me that i should keep 50 percent no i'm not joking it was 50 it was 60 percent of whatever i earn in savings and now this brings us to like financial abuse and like the context of it so it wasn't like he was going to keep the money and I'm not saying that, oh, he came from a bad place. But the idea of, like, financial abuse is that people tell you how to spend your money. Like, you're the one who goes to the work. You're the one who signed the contract. You're the one who gets paid. But a friend or a, fa- a family member or whoever, a boyfriend, husband, depending on the context, um will tell you oh okay now that you've gotten the money you should save this or you should use this money and things like that for me personally i feel like my brother my my brother came from a good place or i like to think he came from a good place but um 60 percent of my salary i wasn't earning like me in millions so 60 percent of my salary meant like I would be eating like a pauper while I was earning a salary. And that's not bad because it was COVID time. We're still in COVID time, mind you. But it was early on COVID time where we didn't really have vaccines going around. So I didn't have anywhere to go to. 
so i could i could very much have saved that money but i didn't let me be honest i didn't and i think the at the end of the year i was thinking about it and i calculated the amount and i was just like that would have been enough for me to rent an apartment or at least pay for rent the following like the following year and i was just like wow if i'd actually gone hungry it would have actually worked but now going back to everyone i feel like i'm really curious to know how we deal with advice from other people regarding money so i know nemo said earlier that oh, okay if you're going for an investment or like one of those like schemes or whatever you should speak with someone who is random or who so, or someone who has had more dealings with money as opposed to people who are like really close friends and probably have something to gain from you participating in a scheme so but um i think anita i would like to hear your thoughts like what do you how do you feel about your boyfriend or your parents or anyone in your family telling you how to spend or save your money Ah, oh, for me, for me, yeah, ma. For me, yeah. I would like to think that you are trying to get at me directly or indirectly, because you're very well aware of what my background is like. That's why you're posing you're posing the question to me. Well, let me <laughs> let me let me sealed. let me answer you from what? My lips. Are, what did you say? My lips are sealed. I have no idea what you're talking about. Please. Okay, I, I'm I'm going. I'm I'm actually go, I'm going to I'm I'm going to be answering this question from an omniscient point of view. Like I'm going to stay aloof and answer the no, question. No, no, please. I'm sorry from your own personal point of view. I want to hear the personal point of view. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you are not all known. Um, yeah, you see, there's a problem that comes. You said, we're not? You're not all knowing. There's, there's a problem that comes with... Yeah, okay. There's a problem that comes with um, um, some kind of people and you said it earlier that you're that kind of person who doesn't know how to say no i don't know if you're worse than i am but we actually fall in the same category of not being able to say no i remember something you always told me from a long time ago and that was love yourself first love yourself before you love other people some of us are in the habit of um, loving other people before us. We just feel, I have this money. And I I personally, I usually thought that if the money is just sitting in your account and then you're not really using it and somebody else is in need of it, why not give it to the person? So family, most times always come first. Whether family, whether close friends, whether people who are in your skin, you know. But over time, I realize that putting yourself first is making you improve not putting yourself first by buying yourself all the junks and all the sweet mouths there are but putting yourself 
first by investing in yourself, developing your skills, um, building your career. Because if you build on yourself and you ignore those people for the now, when you get better, when you have built on yourself, it will be easier to influence their lives. Not when you've just you're you're barely um, gotten a ground to stand on. You're yet to stand and you're still trying to struggle. You just feel, okay, there's just a little extra. Then you give it out. When you keep doing this, you're pulling yourself so many years backwards. So I've realized that what is best is to ignore them, people around you. That's what many people do. That's why many people who you see have mansions, who have businesses, chains of businesses. You go to them. You look at you. You look at what they are worth, and then in the end, they still can't afford to give you what you you expected of them. You go to a man who has ten estates, and then when you're leaving, you ask for his help. He tells you he has invested everything he has, and then he gives you a meager five thousand naira. You're wondering why. If people at that height could do that, I don't see why people with us, um, people like us rather, with a big heart like we think. Um, should do otherwise so over time i've learned that it's best for you to invest in yourself it's very important invest in yourself if you're a business person try to expand your business if you are a career person try to acquire more degrees or certifications professional certification to make you a better person if you're an entrepreneur you try to get um more um, knowledge skills to boost your business your career whatever you are into that's the best way to um, make your finance expand otherwise you help people or you don't say no to your cravings you don't say no to people who you feel you should help people who you think you're responsible for then all of you will just be dragged in the mud and of course we see what um, the economy is turning out to be and I bet you in 10 years time if you have not invested in yourself you'll be worse than um, a church rat because the economy is not going to improve because by statistics Nigerian currency is going to continue to um, devaluate you understand so it's better you building yourself build yourself improving yourself so as to um, get better and be able to in fact create jobs for other people which will boost your, your economy and that of your immediate environment so that's what i have to say okay so wait let me understand what you're saying basically you're advocating i'm i'm the, I'm the biggest preacher of like loving yourself i'm being very intentional about yourself we've had a series of conversations about this kind of thing yeah but are you now saying that in the midst of like focusing on yourself you turn like a blind a blind eye towards the concerns or like the fears or like um especially financial concerns of members of your family okay let me let me let me recap that um there was a time when i used to I'm the first child, so there was a time I used to put my siblings first, uh, pay their bills and everything. And guess what? I wouldn't be able to get myself even a bottle of Coke because I just feel when I take Coke, I 
have reduced the amount I'm supposed to give to either of them. You understand? So I put them first. But there was a time I stumbled upon their account balances and I found out that they even had more than I do. Do you understand? <laughs> no, I'm telling you what I've experienced. Okay, just just last week, I have this family friend that I go to say hello to. Whenever I get to their house, I find out that they don't really have food in the house. So I'm always like, oh, I'm, I'm always moved to be like, oh God, when next I'm coming, I'm going to do some shoppings, buy food, buy groceries. Now, the wife of the house gave me her phone and then I was hoping to buy groceries, like buy food and everything. And I saw how much she had withdrawn in the week. I saw how much was left in her account balance. She was trying to fix something with her account. So I was... Once I saw the account balance, it was almost toppling mine by only God knows how much. And I was like, geez, I intended to go the extra mile from the little I had left. Like you said, there are so many projects that are solid money. So from the little I had left. And alas, these people have what you think. So these people try to cut down on what they spend on. They reduce their... Um, they reduce how much they spend money. But you who think you're helping them, they have their savings. They just don't let you in on it. So you have to discipline yourself. Like what um, Nima said, I, I, I totally agree with her. You should cut down your um, spendings by allocating some certain amount to um, things. Okay, 60% for myself, my savings or um 70% for my savings and then maybe 20% for um any miscellaneous expenses you shouldn't um eat into your savings for anybody do you understand so i'm not saying you turn a blind eye if you're capable of turning a blind eye perfect really i've been looking for who will teach me on how to turn a blind eye cuz i don't know how so I think I, I just... think I think my I, my elder my second eldest brother will be the best person. Like I think he he's called me, and and I I say this to Anissa specifically because, like I said, we've known each other. I think I've known you longest, um, more than everyone one on the call, and like she said, I I've 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 reached that point. I used to be that person who didn't know how to say no, but I feel like over over the last two years. I've gotten better at it. I might not always say no when I'm supposed to say no, but I've learned to say no at least once or twice. And so many, and most of the time, time when I say no, it always shocks people because they're not used to That's hearing me not say you, no. of course, of course. Yeah, but but I think over time, it's I think it's it's come from like my sister and my 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 second eldest brother because. He's very, he's, he's the kind of person who's really aggressive about saving, investing. Like, if there is to use like a rating for, for, um, investments and things like that, he's that person who would just like do like the craziest things for investments. So, and his money relationship has kind of, let me, sorry, let me, you were saying? I would like to chip in something and okay. I'd like to chip in something. And that thing is, okay. When you notice you have a big heart, get committed to saving somewhere you can't withdraw from. I don't know if you understand. 
someone yeah, like me i don't know how to say, I say, i've tried i've tried learning how to say no it doesn't work for me somehow if somebody comes and they say there's an emergency i will empty my account so what i have what i have um, um results to doing is i find some specific places where i know i can get out my money from like say with a third party or um pay for a course you know you can't get your you can't get a refund you're paying for something if you decide to keep your money in your account and you have this kind of big heart my dear you it will still turn out to be the same thing you 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 kind of sit yourself down and say someone is in need and then you're trying to ignore the person that's not what christ will do someone like me that's what i always do christ won't do this if you have the money you'll give it out but we just don't have that nature no matter how we teach ourselves to say no there comes a time where you sit yourself down and you say no this is not fair you're being unfair this person doesn't have that's why they ask so the best way for people who have the weakness of saying no is investing or saving with a third party where you don't have access to your money so if there's an emergency you just know you can't run out you can't run to get that money you just look for alternative means so you just of course you don't have it when you check your account balance and you're having just maybe fifty thousand naira, for instance you probably will give 30,000 but if you had it up to like 250 it would be nothing to give out 150 and that would make you lose a whole lot so saving with a third party or investing with a third party is actually very reasonable for people who don't know how to say no and that's what I have actually started with recently and it's been working for me so okay that, that's so, that's really I, I, I look for future of, of this of this thing for you you know i'm i'm re- i'm really rooting for you <laughs> okay i think it's i i think i think it's sad that you've you've um you've had to deal with people who might not always um be honest about their finances um it's always is i i believe that there are more people who are more open and honest and and in actual need of funds but sometimes it, it gets really confusing when you meet people who are not in like really honest. So, but um, moving on to Nimor. I mean, Nimor is. I understand she's she's yes. You are doing business. I've I've seen some of your posts, so I know. So um, how do you handle the discipline, like putting your money? where your mouth is how do you do it okay concerning putting my money where my mouth is or handling discipline regards to money gotten from business i'm still a work in progress i must confess because the last business i did i have chopped the money still a work in progress and just um it had worked for me when i was consistent remember i said i got into a situation that was so dire so i had to just dip into wherever cash was so that that's what um, took that the business funds but before then i did what anita just talked about put the money in a place that is not accessible so i have an account that i don't have a card for that I don't have uh, an app for that will require me going to the bank physically 
where I can make withdrawals. And then the bank is so scarce, it's not in my area, not where I work, not where I live. So the thought of having to go into town to scout for the bank, you know, that, that kind of arrangement helps me to, like, stay clear of the business money. Then, for the times where I had to dip in, I would always remind myself, if you are dipping in, you are dipping in on the profit. No matter what happens, not do not touch the capital. Don't touch the capital, no matter what happens. I know I did this time around, but on a normal day, if the situation was not so dire, I tried my best never to touch the capital if I had to. But I didn't have to so much because the money was not so available to me. So, yeah, that's it. Hmm. I feel like I would I would change the title of this topic of this episode to like confessions about money. <laughs> ah, that's 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 a whole lot. I think those of us those of us who do businesses, it's it's always it's always interesting to um to find that balance and being able to like put things in perspective. For me, most times I use fintech apps because I just lock the funds and I'm just like, till till the next time, people, till the next time. So, but um, Veritia, I'm also very concerned that you you were supposed to have left, short, like you was you you had another appointment. So, but um, I just wanted to like hear your final thoughts. Um, how do you do it? Because of course, yours you do for graphic designs. So it's totally different. One could say, oh, okay, you may not necessarily need the money for the resources and things like that. But um, but then you need it for resources because softwares and all of those things don't come cheap, except if you're going for cheap or for free resources. But context, um, I just want to know like your final thoughts so you can run away without me bugging you. So um, just want to know your final thoughts on funds and ministry administering your finances and things like that how do you do it i mean graphic design is not cheap yeah <laughs> um yeah no i hear you i hear what everyone is saying um i personally feel like i really have a different experience from all of you here and you know being a graphic designer is basically just like it's being a freelancer right so you don't have a consistent number of clients that you get in a week or a month or whatever. It's different every day. You know, sometimes it's like one client a week or uh, um, one client in a month or five clients in a week. It just really depends. So it's like, um, I feel like personally, I don't really get to save or I haven't really learned how to save yet because as the money comes in, it's like, I spend the money on on the things that I need in that moment of time. Like, let's say, um, oh, if I get money from, you know, making this one logo for this one client, um, I can use that money to buy, um, let's say, I am in need of, you know, paying paying for my Skillshare account or paying for transport for school or whatever. So it's like, it is 
as soon as you get the money you spend it immediately so i don't really save money like that because money comes at different times in the month you know but like i'm still working on it and just like compiling up budgets and whatnot and also trying to find other streams of income and when it comes to the aspect of like families or friends asking for money i don't really experience that because it's like they know that um i am starting out in graphic designing or whatever and they know that i don't make that much so it's like they just ask me like you know how can we support you to like make your graphic business grow and so that you can make more money in return so i really appreciate that because you know it's not easy but um yeah they are very supportive um still learning how to save and you know i don't really spend much on 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 the softwares or the the the, the designing platforms cuz i like learned how to master the free ones cuz it's really i wouldn't say there is a difference between paying for a software and not paying for one but um if i reached that success like to say i am earning this much i can afford to pay for a software that will help me create better or quality designs then i would definitely do it but yeah that is my take that's my those are my final thoughts um mm. yeah I think for me when I think that, that's all, all, all that you said is actually quite valid. I am the last the last child in my family and um I think every every time I think of money and my my relationship with money I'm always very grateful that yeah. um I didn't have that responsibility to carry everyone on my shoulders because I feel like it would have been really a really really heavy burden. and not because and because i think one of the reasons why it would have been a really heavy burden for me is cuz i am actually very pro family so if i'd i'd had to choose between myself and my family there's every possibility that i would have actually chosen my family so far it would help my members of my family as opposed to myself but being in that position where i'm expected to receive i don't always ask to receive but context like I'm not in that position where I have to give. I could give. Yes, there have been times and as God continues to give give um grace. Yes, we're looking forward to times where we can even give more. But having that contact con- that um knowing that, that that isn't a concern for me is always is always a blessing for me. Um but beyond that, I think one thing one thing I actually did and i still go i still run into like freelancing once in a while um whenever i can afford the time and things like that so but one thing i did during my freelancing journey i don't know if it might be really helpful to you as well is i used to like budget like so i i made this like mental decision that whatever i was earning from whatever gig i was doing i would save like 10 or 20% So even if I'm like okay Nigerian naira now so like um 5000 is about $12 or thereabouts. So or is it? No. I can't remember the exact figures. But I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. So but I would what I would just normally do is like I'll just make like 
it doesn't matter how much is coming in i would just make up my mind to put this particular amount in savings or investing or depending on how how i feel risk insured i would um try to do what i can with money that isn't just like spending so but it, depending I, f- I feel like for you you might just need to do like a bit of research and find what you're comfortable with so but um yeah. ladies ladies and um ladies yes it's <laughs> been um it's been a really really lovely conversation i i really feel like i need to title this confes- confessions about money being that I'm the priest and you are all the confessors, but um, <laughs> so but um, being serious now, um, there's there's a whole lot that we have unpacked this evening. I think personally, I I beside while I've been listening to every one of you, I've just been writing down one or two things my on my paper and just be like, okay, for me this is the next thing you should try. You try this. I've really asked Nemo to write a book about lessons and mistakes of money. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the book. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that really as well. Like, really, really <laughs> you know, for reals, for reals, it's it it will definitely be a blessing to a thousand and one people like me, especially. Oh, wow. Um, I think I think one. Let's do like final all round what um tell me one thing you would tell your younger self about money like younger self being like 10 years care about five years as far as you're willing to go one thing you tell your younger self about money let's start with let's start with Nemo Nemo please tell me Okay, um, number one, I'll tell my younger self not to be greedy. Not to be greedy, really, because at the root of every um, terrible decision, money decision I've made, there's an underlying measure of greed. You know, you hear about an opportunity and investment with a ridiculous ROI. You don't calculate, oh, are they offering a service that can yield this much profit for them to pay this interest on your investment after such a short period of time? And all? You know, common sense just goes away when you see a very good deal. It looks like you're getting a good deal, but at the end of it, if you dig deeply, there's a measure of greed playing a huge part in that decision making so if I could talk to my younger self I'll say don't be greedy don't be in a hurry you know I've not been earning for a long time so when I started earning I just wanted to you know do it right multiply my um, income be able to take care of everybody you know, I wanted to meet all the needs of my family at the same time. Just a lot, a lot of things. But I'll, I'll tell my younger self to take it easy. Breathe. Baby steps. Baby steps. Slowly but surely. All the rich guys in the world, they all have that story. 
about starting out small and taking it one day at a time so one day you just rush in you know imagine starving yourself to gather money and then losing all of it so just calm down take it one day at a time don't be greedy don't be greedy and just mm. always do your research always sitting by don't take anything at just always do your research so that that would be it for me what's to live by anita <laughs> oh no wait before we get to anita Bertha, please um what would you tell say five years or ten years what would you have told yourself like five ten years ago are you still there Okay, um, Anita, let's just go with you. Um, what would you tell your younger self? Anita? Uh, hello. Hi. Hi again. <laughs> okay. My younger self, well, if you can hear me now and there's the opportunity to have you come back, I'll just advise you like an older version to save save more save more and even save more then you can invest a little not so much uh, except like Nemo said you have a very genuine source of what you're investing in of course investments can be in a whole lot of ventures and one very vital venture I would like to tell that my old self and every other person that will be listening to this is that landed properties is one very, very wise investment anybody can think of. Unlike every other one that is a give or take thing, I would tell myself to save up, save up, and then when the money is enough, you can invest in landed properties, for instance. Yeah, that's one of the things you can trust. Um, our fathers and mothers who are very rich now, who have houses over their heads, weren't rich, weren't wealthy when they bought their land. So if you cultivate the habit of saving, if you cultivate the habit of saving, okay, before I buy anything, save, you actually ought to save before you you touch what you get and when you save then the leftover is what you should spend you don't spend and save up from the leftovers actually when i don't put other people in the picture i actually save before i spend so when you save and then your money has gotten to a very reasonable extent the best thing the best in form of investment i'll advise anybody is to invest in landed um, properties they actually accrue over time and even as the economy is dwindling, um, lands and any other thing that is associated with land will continue to um, accrue a whole lot of um, interest. It begins to appreciate. So I'll tell my yes, younger yes, self 10 years ago to save and buy land. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Virtua, are you still here? 
Uh, I, th- I think. Here. You- oh, okay. <laughs> younger self. What would you tell your younger self? Um, I would definitely tell my younger self like, uh, learn to put yourself in your parents' shoes because, you know, they are also like going through things. They have to pay for bills and uh, um, attend to other things as well. So you know, like. You know, when you're younger, you're, like, depending on your parents for everything. Like, you need money for A, B, C, D. And they're like, no, I can't provide it. I can't give you the money right now. But I can give it to you by the end of the week. And then you just give an attitude about it or, like, get upset. But you don't really understand what what they're going through. What They might even need... They might have even, like, borrowed the money from someone else or whatever. So it's, like, learn to, learn to understand your parents, where they're coming from. And also just... Um, I would also tell my younger self, like, to stop obsessing over the idea of like gaining independence so fast uh, and and just like you know taking taking it step by step because you know when you like when you want to gain independence it's like you try out so many things at the same time whether it's starting that small business whether it's you know handing your cv in at a lot of places a lot of companies whatever and you know just having so many ideas and doing them all at once so i just told myself you know Take it step by step. You will eventually get there. Don't rush yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself. Um, you will eventually get there. So, yeah, that's that's what I would tell my younger self. Wow, that is a whole lot. I feel like I have I've penciled down letters for my younger self as well because um, you guys have said a lot. You've said a whole lot. I I quite agree with um Mr. Anita on the landed properties yes landed properties I have an uncle who got land and like built on it for um I think it was back in like in the yeah 90s or so 90s or 80s he got land for about 30,000 now he rents part of the house for about Seven to ten million naira, and that's part of the house. That's not the entire land. So yes, um, landed properties as much as possible. If you go for like the right areas or choice areas, so to speak, and go for like developing areas and things like that, yes, they do appreciate over time. And um, like Nemo said, I feel like one thing I could definitely tell my younger self is take it a step at a time baby steps people baby steps and um i very much agree with veritra as well because i if i know what i know now i won't have been fighting to be an adult i would not have tried to think like there's nothing in my, in my mom was trying to drive me out of the house i told her that she cannot drive me please i'm somebody's child <laughs> so she should keep me in the house <laughs> But um, I, I definitely would not have tried to be an adult so fast. I would have enjoyed my childhood. I started working like when I was like 15, 16. So if I, if I knew what I know now, I would definitely have just calmed down a little bit and tried to just take each day at a time and try not to hurry to get rich or get comfortable or any of those things so but it's like i said earlier it's been a really lovely episode i i feel like there's so much i've learned that i didn't even think think of before now and i and i can't thank every one of you 
um, enough for being part of this episode. Um, to close off, I, I want everyone together to join me and shout Happy International Women's Day. So, um, can we do this together? Thank you. Hello. I'm serious. Use your like your full voice. I mean it. Full range of voice, please. We're going to shout it so that everyone will hear us. I mean, this is International Women's Day, and if we don't get to be happy today, then what what have we been doing? You know. Yeah, exactly. So yes, let's round this episode with a big shout. Are we ready? One. Are the... When I say three, let's let's do this. So one, two, three. Happy, Happy International Women's Day. Day. Yes. He would not shout it well. <laughs> ah, come on. <laughs> Let's do this again. We're going to keep doing this until we get it right. I'm serious. I don't mind editing it out, but we're going to keep doing this until we get it right. I mean, when I say ready, let's do it. Ready, set, go. Because we're all running now. So, but point being, ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Happy International, Happy International Women's Day! Day. <laughs> Some people did not shout. People ah. are wondering what's going on with this person now. <laughs> <laughs> Happy International Women's Day, everyone. It's been really, really Happy. lovely having everyone on the episode. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your evening. And I'll share the link. Shortly. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.